Nose candy? Snow? Blow? This powder is so ancient that scientists have found traces of it in millennia-old mummies. It even used to be a common ingredient in over-the-counter medicine. But now it's worth billions on the black market and is responsible for thousands of overdoses every year. It could only be cocaine. Cocaine is one of the most popular recreational drugs, but like with a lot of illegal substances, it can be hard to get straight answers about it. What effect does cocaine have on your body? Where does cocaine even come from? How does a cocaine high feel? And if you're addicted to cocaine, how can you get better? You've got the questions, we've got the answers, and we recommend you listen closely. You don't want to become another tragic statistic. Let's start off by answering the most important question, what is cocaine? At its most basic level, it's a type of naturally occurring chemical known as a tropane alkaloid. Derived from the leaves of the South American coca plant, once it's extracted from the plant, it's typically processed into a powdered form called cocaine hydrochloride. Cocaine is a nervous system stimulant, a class of substances that also includes MDMA, caffeine, nicotine, and prescription medications like Ritalin and Adderall. Like all stimulants, its main effect is that it gives the user an energy boost and stimulates the brain's reward pathway. This, as you might guess from the name, is one of the parts of the brain that produces dopamine, a chemical that the brain releases as a form of positive reinforcement. Normally, the reward pathway is activated by what the brain deems to be positive actions – exercise, eating your favorite foods, finishing a complex task, and listening to music – all things that cause your brain to produce dopamine. But cocaine sends the reward pathway into overdrive, resulting in intense excitement as well as an inflated sense of self-confidence. On the extreme end, a cocaine user might also experience psychotic delusions, and all that excess energy can cause heightened aggression. Other side effects of cocaine use include raised blood pressure, raised body temperature, and photosensitivity due to pupil dilation. The high doesn't go on for very long. On average, users start to come down after 15 minutes to a half hour. Even if the high is worn off, the drug isn't immediately flushed out of your system. Traces of cocaine can be picked up in blood and saliva samples for up to two days after use and in urine samples for up to four days after. Cocaine use can even be detected by testing hair samples. Metabolized cocaine can be found in your hair for up to three months after taking it, which is just another reason to be suspicious of your boss if he asks for a hair sample. Before we get into some of the even more severe side effects of cocaine, some of which have had extremely devastating consequences for huge swaths of the American population, let's rewind the clock to see how this prolific drug made its way into modern hands in the first place. Cocaine has had a long history as a medical treatment, going all the way back to the indigenous people in the Andes Mountains in South America. Evidence recovered from mummies in the region suggests that cocaine has been used in the area since at least 1000 BC. The Wari and Inca people frequently used the coca leaf as a stimulant, painkiller, and as treatment for altitude sickness when climbing up and down the Andes Mountains. Coca leaves are still used in the same way to this day by the people who live in and around the Andes. Typically, the leaves are chewed or boiled in a kind of medicinal tea. It can also be used to treat mouth ulcers and toothaches by wrapping coca leaves around alkaline burnt ashes and placing the sachet inside your mouth. Coca leaves were also consumed to lessen the effects of cold and hunger, which are common problems for people living in remote, high-altitude locations. When the Spanish first invaded South America, they saw the locals using coca leaves and immediately knew they wanted some of those magic leaves for themselves. When Francisco Pizarro conquered the Inca people in 1532, the Spanish Empire began exploiting the coca plant, forcing the natives to farm it in mass quantities so it could be exported back to Europe. 
cocaine really took off in the West in the 19th century after chemists figured out how to isolate cocaine from the plant itself. In this new powdered form, it became a very common ingredient in medicines to treat fatigue, depression, chronic pain, and even poor sexual performance. In a totally crazy move that really could have only happened during the 19th century, in 1863 a Corsican chemist named Angelo Mariani started selling a drug called Vin Mariani, a mix of cocaine and wine. And of course, cocaine was also an ingredient in Coca-Cola. Like a lot of soda fountain classics, Coke was originally sold as a patent medicine, a type of brand name over-the-counter drug that was very popular in the 19th century and had dubious health benefits. In the early 1900s, however, an FDA crackdown on quack medicine and a push for cleaner labeling on consumer products led to a lot of patent medicines disappearing from shelves. The ones that did survive did so by drastically changing their formulas and rebranding as soft drinks, including Coca-Cola, which was totally cocaine-free by 1929. Cocaine was phased out of a lot of medicines over the course of the 20th century, though its effectiveness as a numbing agent in a vasoconstrictant means it's still used as a topical anesthetic to this day. It's most common in nose, eye, and throat surgery, where the blood vessels are very delicate and need to be shrunk to avoid damage. In terms of recreational use, cocaine exploded in popularity in the 1970s and 80s when it became associated with the clubbing culture and gained a glamorous reputation for being the drug of choice for rich playboys and rock stars. Cocaine's pretty versatile as far as drugs go, and it can be taken in a number of ways. Most commonly, the powder is rubbed onto the gums or inhaled through the nose, but it can also be dissolved in water and taken via injection. Its free-paste form, known colloquially as crack cocaine, we'll talk about crack again later, is also smoked. Cocaine usually isn't taken orally, though. With a pKa of 8.6, cocaine is a weak base which interacts with the digestive acid in a way that makes it absorb poorly through the stomach. You can still get high from ingesting cocaine, but the effect is weaker and it takes longer to kick in. Conversely, absorption of cocaine through the gums or nostrils means the chemical crosses the blood-brain barrier faster than other methods. When taken this way, the cocaine high will hit within only a couple of minutes of taking the drug. The quick-fix nature of cocaine is one of the biggest drawbacks of taking it. It's addictive. Like we said earlier, the high only tends to last about 30 minutes and you begin developing a tolerance to the drug's effects from the very first dose. On top of this, as is the case with a lot of stimulants, the users experience an unpleasant mood and energy crash when its effects start wearing off. So in order to delay the come down, users might keep taking bumps to prolong the high, even though each bump will have less and less of a positive effect each time, meaning that more and more doses are required to reach the desired high. Given what cocaine does to your blood pressure, this can have extremely deadly consequences. Cocaine overdose can cause heart attacks or stroke, and habitual cocaine use can lead to all kinds of serious heart conditions as well as the onset of stress-related disorders and psychosis. Coke bugs is a common delusion suffered by cocaine users going through psychotic episodes, where the sufferer believes that bugs are crawling under their skin. Most people who use cocaine only do so casually, in no small part because of how expensive the purer strains of cocaine can get. They might try it once or twice while at a party or a club, and may never do it again. But that doesn't mean they're totally off the hook, as even casual cocaine use has its negative effects. Snorting cocaine can cause damage to your nasal passages in the short term, a blocked or runny nose on the mild end, and nosebleeds on the more severe end. Remember when we said that cocaine will shrink the blood vessels when it's applied? 
Well, when you combine that with a rise in blood pressure, it means that more blood is trying to get through the veins that are becoming thinner and thinner, leading to blood vessels in the nose rupturing and leaving you with a bloody nose. The damage done by infrequent cocaine use can heal on its own, but habitual users can often suffer from a constantly runny nose, chronic nosebleeds, complete loss of their sense of smell, and a weakened immune system. In extreme cases, people who regularly snort cocaine can contract something called invasive fungal sinusitis, a nasty infection that causes parts of the nose to rot. Even if you don't catch invasive fungal sinusitis, cocaine abuse can still make part of your nose rot off. The powdered form of cocaine is cocaine hydrochloride. So when you absorb the cocaine, you're left with the hydrochloride. If too much hydrochloride builds up in your nose, it can form hydrochloric acid, which breaks down the cells in the nose over time. Ouch! Cocaine isn't very good for your teeth either. Much like taking it through your nose, taking it via your gums can leave you open to infections. Like all stimulants, it has a dehydrating effect and can lower the production of saliva, which leads to a loss of tooth enamel. Cocaine use can also cause involuntary tooth grinding, which can further damage your teeth and gums. Taking cocaine intravenously is probably the most dangerous way to take it, as on top of the risk of stroke, heart attack, and psychotic breakdowns, you also have to worry about fun things like embolism and needle contamination. Incidentally, Sherlock Holmes, the famous detective from the novels of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, was a periodic user of injected cocaine. Goes without saying that this was a little more normalized during the Victorian era than it is now. Strangely enough, people who consume cocaine this way also often report getting tinnitus straight after injecting, which usually lasts for a couple of minutes. Those who inject cocaine are more likely to overdose, as the high wears off a lot faster than it does when taken through the nose or gums. Cocaine is also sometimes mixed with heroin to create something called a speedball, which is extremely dangerous as the complementary effects of the two drugs together make it hard to recognize symptoms of overdose. A lot of people have died as a result of a speedball overdose, including a number of celebrities such as John Belushi, River Phoenix, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Combining cocaine and alcohol is also a pretty bad idea, since the chemicals combine and form a substance called cocaethylene in your liver. Cocaethylene produces a more euphoric high, but it increases your risk of developing heart problems significantly. The fact that cocaine is a social drug also means it's often associated with blood-borne illnesses like hepatitis C. People tend to do cocaine in groups, and when they snort lines with the same straw or inject it with the same needle, it greatly increases the likelihood of illnesses spreading from person to person. Now that we've covered the effects of cocaine, let's circle back to its freebase form, crack. Cocaine in its powdered form can't be smoked, as it burns too completely and too quickly, but in its solid or freebase form, it has a melting point of 98 degrees Celsius, which means it can be sublimated and inhaled as a vapor. Crack cocaine is made by boiling cocaine powder in water over a constant heat and mixing in some base, such as baking soda. The mixture then cools into a brittle crack rock that can be broken into smaller pieces and smoked using a pipe. Like any drug taken by smoking, crack can cause long-term damage to lungs, to the point that crack users cough up blood. Crack comes with its own unique side effects compared to, say, cigarettes or marijuana, due to the unique way it has to be smoked. Unlike weed or cigarettes, the vapor produced from melting a crack rock loses its potency very quickly. Crack pipes are typically very short to reduce the time it takes for the substance to travel from the pipe to the user's lungs as much as possible. And since crack pipes are normally made of glass, they tend to get very hot very quickly. 
Because of this, people who smoke crack will develop blisters on their lips and fingers from touching the hot glass too much. Crack became such a hot-button issue in American culture that in its heyday, bizarre public service announcements featuring a wide range of public figures, such as movie star Clint Eastwood and children's entertainment character Pee Wee Herman, were televised across the U.S., hoping to discourage people from taking the drug. During the moral panic around crack cocaine in the 1980s and 90s, when the drug became popular in low-income neighborhoods across America, concerns were raised about the health of children born to parents who smoked crack. The term crack baby arose as part of that moral panic, and many anti-drug groups argued that crack usage in pregnant people would lead to a generation of children with poor health, low intelligence, and underdeveloped social skills. This turned out to be a greatly exaggerated fear based mainly on racism and classism. Studies done since have shown that compared to the effects of nicotine and alcohol use during pregnancy, the effects of cocaine on fetal development were negligible. However, cocaine abuse during pregnancy can cause a miscarriage and can in some cases trigger premature labor. Crack is also cheaper than powdered cocaine, which means it's more likely to be cut with other drugs and potentially poisonous substances. This is not to say that powdered cocaine is never cut with any hidden nasties, though. Cheap cocaine is often cut with baking soda, quinine, or sugar, which can cause blockages in blood vessels when injected or respiratory infections when inhaled. It can also be cut with a drug called levamisole, which heightens the drug's effects but has been associated with the development of autoimmune disease. Cocaine is also increasingly being contaminated with fentanyl, an extremely potent synthetic opioid. While many have speculated that drug manufacturers combined the two drugs intentionally, tests done on seized cocaine by police suggest that fentanyl is usually only present in trace elements. Fentanyl has become a very popular drug in the past decade, and it's likely that cross-contamination occurs simply as a result of the two drugs being processed in the same lab or from them being stored in the same places. But because of how potent fentanyl is, consuming drugs with even trace elements of it can have noticeable negative consequences. Like a speedball, the mix of fentanyl and cocaine can have deadly effects if the signs of overdose aren't spotted quickly. Given that cocaine addiction can lead to all of these horrible effects, it might give you some comfort to know that the physical effects of cocaine withdrawal are fairly minor. Cocaine withdrawal can cause disturbed sleep schedules, increased appetite, slower reaction time, and fatigue. These physical symptoms usually start to go away a few days after quitting. However, the psychological effects can be much more severe. Cocaine withdrawal can often cause severe depression and anxiety, as the brain's reward pathway needs time to repair itself from overstimulation. Therapy can help to alleviate these psychological symptoms, but the process of recovery can take years, and during that time the person may feel compelled to relapse and start taking cocaine again. That's why it's important for people trying to quit cocaine to have a social support network and why group therapy is so important in cocaine addiction rehab. Because while many have survived and moved on from cocaine use, it only takes one unlucky session for things to take a turn for the worst. Now watch what happens to your body when smoking weed, or check out this video instead.